Ages passed in a world called Spanth. The land was ripped asunder and the ocean turned black in a cataclysm called the Marring. Boros survived, a land of long-lost magic, mythic beasts, and meddling gods. It is here we follow a tale, a tale of heroes, heroes we call... Of Dragon Town. Welcome to the Magic Quest Boys of Dragon Town. An original Dungeons and Dragons adventure starring the entire cast of Game of Thrones. I am Jamie, your host and game master. Uh, and to the video box to my right, we have Whiskers. Donatello. Whiskers. Rodri will their swimfeds. <laughs> Roman Dornapple. Got it in Orvenis. Yes. And Jared, would you please hit us with the recap? Last time on MQB! The Hierophant <laughs> is evil. He's betrayed the Quest Boys and the Monks, and has probably betrayed more and will continue to betray. Only now... He's a betrayer. He is, and only now he can assume the form of the Seer, a floating alien squid with a bunch of eyeballs. He quickly left the Spire to destroy the innocent town of Goat's Gate. Of course, your boys are going after him. The Oracle blessed our sweet crew with a blessing that still remains unknown. With little time to waste, the quest boys ziplined and flew down to the bottom of the mountain like total fucking badasses. On the way down, the boys witnessed the last tower over at the Spire of Violent Destinies explode. Good riddance. They arrived oh. at Goat's Gate on the last night of the Food and Wine Festival. The Hierophant started yelling at everyone, telling them they're not worth his sympathy, so some people told him to go fuck himself, and he then bubbled them with his gross water abilities, which turned out to be given to him by Siphon, the dark god of the sea and chaos. Crobin shot Orion, so our new enemy called, from on high, Coltuel, the god of life cycles and reincarnation. Just so happens, the quest boys sort of took away Coltuel's whole reincarnation thing when they got tricked by the fates. So, needless to say, Coltuel was not happy with the quest boys. He was disappointed, crushed even. So he manifested a monster made from the good people of Goatsgate's crops. And then, peaced out leaving our heroes to protect the innocent from their own god. Orion turned into a dirty puddle of water and escaped while the squad chipped away at the massive pile of vegetables. An actor, Bacardi Bevma, joined the boys in the fight only to get swallowed by the gorded monstrosity. <laughs> no, Will the gang be able to stop Coltwell's mutated harvest and save Ghostgate? Find out now. Ooh. Indeed. We rejoin our party as the massive, hulking mound of crops raises itself up to its full height, a monstrous nine feet tall, and roars at the audience, taking center stage with skeletons protruding from its body, and four elongated, vine-like tendrils protruding from its back, fair distance away from its body, whipping wildly. The masses of innocent civilians, of goat skaters, who were just <laughs> trying to enjoy the festival, goat are now <laughs> goat skaters. <laughs> I think it's going to be goat skaters. <laughs> <laughs> they were just trying to enjoy the festival and enjoy this fine show, the Vindicator's last dance on the final night of the Udalali Food and Wine Festival, only to have it interrupted 
The smell of cider and hot apple pie fills the country air of Goat's Gate. As the moonlight shines heavy above in the sky, far off in the background of the Twin Talon Mountains, a ring of dark clouds still explodes with color as a fight between the gods, a magical tempest rages in the background with streaks of red lightning, bursts of blue frost, and novas of green clouds that resemble skulls still explode far off, backlighting this stage. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I know this is bad, but it sounds so lit. Right, I know. This is awesome. (laughs) Yes. The audience gasping and shrieking as this monster intrudes upon their festival and threatens their very lives. Children cry to and fro and the quest boys are going to see if they can do anything about this abomination raised by the god of agriculture and reincarnation Coltoel. Yeah, we'll see if we can we'll see if we can do something about it. Yeah, you might be able to do a little something. We'll see. The stage is set. And now we go to the top of our round. Gallivan. Okay. Gallivan. Okay. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I'm 45 feet back. Uh, is it still difficult terrain to advance forward? Are you still? I don't think you're still in the audience. I think you okay, moved to the aisle. Okay, if I'm Yeah. So I'll, no, it is not. I'll walk to within 20 feet of this thing. Absolutely. You can run 25 feet closer to it, All bring right. you within 20 feet. You I are want, facing it head on, and yeah. it is like raised up on this stage above you. Uh, and oh, it's it kind of, it has like all these vegetations and shit like yeah. in it and it, in its maw it even looks like it has these like carrot like teeth but these gourds <laughs> that kind of look like gross festering putrid eyeballs kind of swivel in its mass and lock on you as you approach Gallup. oh god this is this is dumb heading on with it but uh i'm gonna go ahead and cast witch bolt at Ooh. level two and Ooh, yeah. twin it yeah. nice oh goodness yes. Ooh, this is going to be naughty. <laughs> yeah. Can you put an applause break in here? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll see. And I got to make a, a spell attack, so I got to roll 2d dirty 20s. Wait, that is correct, Can sir. you twin concentration? Here uh, comes the rain on the parade. Oh, man. Yeah. Thanks Save those fears, folks. If a spell has a target of one and not self, I can aim it at a second target within range. Suck it, sounds, sounds That sounds legit. Yeah. Target yeah, one Don't get too excited, though. I probably only hit with one of them. Well, I got a 10 and then a 16. You missed with both. No, I'm just Fuck. kidding. Um, <laughs> so, what does this look like, Galavin? Is you? Well, is this I'm, a fate magic? It is a fate magic. That's yeah, what I so I clutched the talisman and I, I hit my scepter on the ground and pointed at them, pointed at the big shambling mound of bullshit. And I say, your number's up. Your time's come. I don't know both of those, because there's two. <laughs> Excellent. There's a slight uh, a titter from some folks in the audience <laughs> who are nearby. Despite their lives being on the line, they still have time to, like, you know, they still came for a show, and they're still kind of getting one. Lightning. Two massive bolts of lightning arc out. Uh, one to the left, one to the right. And then come to a point, and then come together on this mound of crops, this monstrous mound of crops, one of which striking the stage, creating a blast, a blackened point on the stage. The other one hits this crop monster head on, right in its main portion of its bulk, 
please right. roll for lightning damage for the witch bolt. Yeah. Two, 2d12, baby. That's uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. 13 damage. Oh, nice. I'm under the stage right now, and that thing hit the, hit the top of the stage, and I imagine, like, shit is just exploding with purple light and shards of wood, like, right next to me. <laughs> yes, abs- you. I mean, Crobin, it's probably fucking terrifying. You hear a, a bolt of lightning hit the ce- the small ceiling right above you yeah. with a, a immense, <laughs> but a lightning thing, coruscates. Like, yeah, yeah. There's probably some of. The, I mean, honestly, there's probably a big hole. Where, in fact, yes, there is a big hole in the stage where the lightning struck. It's just blackened. You see wood kind of cave in um, from where you were, uh, from like ten feet to your left, Crobin. And then lightning coruscates over this shambling mound. And as that happens, you see its vegetation pussing and oozing where Whiskers and some of you had struck it. You see it start to fuse as if it actually, the lightning, rather than damaging it, had the reverse effect and actually healed it. Bullshit. Boo! Boo. Sorry. Boo. Sorry. Galavan, anything else? Bonus actions, movement? So, it looked like it didn't help. I'm it gonna... looked like it didn't... It, oh, it looked like it, it helped. helped. It looked like it didn't <laughs> hurt. <laughs> help me. Uh, so, yes, I'm going to back away with the remaining movement. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, you, there is a huge gasp from the audience as you fire off these lightning bolts. And as you back up the audience, people are like scrambling uh, or on and the I, ground. So around I'm just going to like turn yeah. around and start walking like I'm just like walking normally with the rest of the <laughs> audience away from it. They're not getting up and running. They're actually still <laughs> down on the ground. But, but you, you can know actually, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. I love it. Uh, you just awesome. sit down and like pour oh. some tea for yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is Bacardi Bevma's turn and she is going to try and escape from inside the crop monster. There is a burst of vegetation from the crop monster and a fist just shoots itself up into the sky and a Viking-like helmet, uh, a like (laughs) horned metal helmet kind of bursts forth as Bacardi Bevma shoots out of this thing with (laughs) insane amounts of strength just bursting forth from it and landing in a crumpled, gross, green, sticky mess on the stage, kind of rolling as she lands and lifts herself up and then lifts her fist to the sky and then she looks out at the audience and goes, that was disgusting. And she like throws the, she like wipes her hands off to the ground, like throwing green slime off of her and people in the crowd let out some laughs and also some screams. Nice. Uh, and she is going to run a fair distance, like, like away from it. I'm just uh, imagining those people in the audience, like terrified out of their minds of this golem, but they all yeah. pause and give her like a little laugh break. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're a good audience. <laughs> good They're doomed. Exactly. The mound of crops is going to get an attack of opportunity on her as she runs away. Plus two AC. Oh shit. With that, it like raises its bulk up and like slams itself down on the stage right where she was. But Bacardi Bevma does like a stage roll, you know, one of those stage combat like rolls on the ground and then lifts herself up into the, grabs her prop battle axe along the way and then lifts her, uh, like points it in the direction of the creature. And she says, you are one ugly, smelly pile of shit. And then is casting Vicious Mockery on it. Ooh. So he's going to <laughs> yeah. roll a saving throw against Bacardi's Vicious Mockery. 
Oh damn, it rolled very well. It doesn't seem to have any further effect on it. The creature just roars back at her. She will turn out to you, Galavin, and uh, point to you and he goes, she goes, um, hey wizard, uh, great magic you got there. Don't be afraid to uh, put on a little show, you know, use the stage. You'd be uh, amazed the power of the energy of a live audience. Trust me on this. And then she kind of hops back uh, a little more to the side of the stage. It's a trap. And then <laughs> the crop monster is going to use one of its legendary actions. You all see, or those of you who can see the fields out to the west, a flash of green light, sinister looking green light that kind of goes up about 20 feet in the air. And then there is a sound of uh, shuffling from the nearby fields. And there is a screaming from the audience as the audience on the west side of the stage to the farthest west side has let loose a chorus of shrieks and screams as a living scarecrow with massive Freddy Krueger-like claws oh. has emerged from the cornfields oh, no. and is preparing that it can't move anymore on this turn, but is now going to prepare to lunge into the audience, hacking and slashing at the closest people nearby. And that is its turn. Crobin, it is your turn. You are underneath the stage. Can you remind me where Penn's at? Penn is back at the spire of Whispering Winds. Oh yeah, thank God. You left her oh there my God, how could I forget? <laughs> I'm always worried about her, but I have a bad memory. So Crobin down under stage, you know, just like running around all crouched under the stage and that thing explodes next to him and he sees the hole and there's his opportunity. He does a little roll and he, go ahead. Your Crobin? What's Please up? roll 1d100 for the dryad seed that you planted. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was like, is that a 60 or a 90? It's a 90 and it's a 96. Okay. Continue your turn. All right. So I peeped through the hole that was created. What is it? Is it a body sized hole? Like, how big is this hole? It's about two feet wide. You can easily climb up it. So I'm not going to climb up it. I'm just going to. Not yet, you know. Yeah, I have I have a setup here. I'm like muttering under my breath and like cursing Coltuel and all of his minions and his hypocrisy. And as I do that, this like wicked sort of green aura like floats out of my like pores and seeps up to my mouth and trails through this open hole and worms its way up the vegetable creature's legs. And I just cast Hex. Oh, nice. And Crobin is like confused by that because uh, it's the first time he's ever seen that happen. And he quickly ducks and looks for some cover. And there's, you know, some stage props down there, like maybe like a, a chest of costumes and like, you know, an old piece of set dressing and then like Christian Bale drowned in a glass tank. And <laughs> I hide. A bunch of, I actually, I, because, you're, because you're mentioning this, I will tell you, there is a bunch of prop apple pies and there are uh, basically anything you would find in a farming town. There's like prop versions of it. As you all would know, this <laughs> Vindicator's Last Dance show that they're putting on, it is basically a representation of when the Deus Morty were attacking, there was one of their minions named Yox the Warlock actually attacked Goat's Gate and the Vindicators showed up and shut him down. So it takes place in Goat's Gate. So there is a miniature nice. Goat's Gate on the stage and anything <laughs> you could find in Goat's Gate you can find like in prop form uh, underneath. Time seems to be repeating um, itself. Indeed. Cool. I just need a couple of instruments from my bandmates. 
So yeah, I, I actually I believe that I'm not Crobin, but Chevin right now. So Chevin is hiding behind. Chevin now hides behind this like tray of apple pies uh, on a table or something under there. I don't know how big it is. Definitely. I'm gonna hide. <laughs> Excellent. And I got a 17. Very nice. You hide under the stage in the in the darkness by these apple pies. Anything else? That's it for me. Whiskers. This creature is about five feet forward and then. 10 feet back on the stage, center stage, right in front of you, roaring. I look up at it as it roars, but then I hear the people behind me scream and I spin around and I see this like Freddy Krueger's going to town on these guys. I'll be like, no, this is not good. And I will sprint over to the scarecrow, like pushing Excellent. through right. audience members as, I, as I'm getting to them. Yeah, with the audience members, are you using, how much, what are you using? How much movement? How far is it away? From where you are, the stage is about, Stage is 30 feet wide, you are halfway there, so it's 15 feet. And the audience between the stage and the west side of the field where the skeleton emerged is 60 feet. So it's a full 75 feet to get to the scarecrow for you. Well, then I'll use my full movement and I'll use my feline agility. Yeah! Is that 60? That's 60. So I have a dagger, the silvered sigh actually, and I'm gonna Mm -hmm. chuck that at the uh, scarecrow's face. Yeah, go ahead and roll it. 26. Oh, yeah. Damn. You chuck it. Please roll for damage. This silver sigh goes sailing through the air. Uh, audience members kind of, uh, as they put their arms up and get down. Uh, uh, most of them are already under it, but it's still scary to have somebody throw a dagger over I'll you. Yell, Duck! As I <laughs> chuck this dagger at its face. Awesome. And I'll say goose yeah. as it lands in its face. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, I guess. Eight roll goose damage. damage. I love that. Oh, snap! The dagger... Curls through the air, not not going end over end, just tips going straight forward. This scarecrow takes the dagger, the sigh, straight to the face, which rips its burlap sack head off of its body, and the sigh goes disappearing into the cornfields behind it. Its body drops to the ground, and hay pours out. It is dead. Nice. And I'll start yelling at the audience. I'll be like, get home, get home to your safety. Protect your children. Leave. Coldwell has abandoned everyone. You hear some people like muttering, like, oh, it's like, you know, talking amongst themselves to get home. Also, when you did that sigh thing, because you <laughs> said that line, go ahead and roll a charisma check. Nice. 10. Okay, some people seem to like it. Uh, but that's all. I'll look at them, I'll be like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> they're like, we're gonna stay, but just for your lives. We don't even care if our lives in danger. Cool, anything else, man? Nope. Rondry, it is your turn. I have a quick Noah question. What yeah. ability check did you nerf on that hex? Oh, great oh, good question. question. Dexterity checks. Cool. Rodri, as you are flying in the air, I would like you to please roll a d20 for me. Right, well. Ah, that's a nat one. Excellent. Dude, use your halfling luck. I'm a gnome. Should have been a halfling. <laughs> oh, no. No yeah, one, yes, no one ever remembers. <laughs> Go ahead, Rondri. Please roll a d8. That's an eight. With an eight, Rondri, you attuned to your boots last time, you know? Mm-hmm. So your movement is used this turn to fly straight up in the air <laughs> all 40 feet. Tight. So you fly another 40 feet in the air, and you are now 60 feet in the air, very high up above everything. I'm still within range of this thunder cannon, so I'm going to monger him. Monger him? Thunder cannon, thunder cannon monger. Please, monger him. Uh, that's going to be an dude. 18 to hit. 
Ooh, that is gonna hit. Roll the damage. Ooh, baby. I get 2d6 plus 2 piercing and uh, 1d6 thunder damage. Ooh! 13 piercing damage and 1 thunder damage. Excellent. You let loose a a loud fire as the shrapnel absolutely careens through the air, impacting this thing and sending vegetation splattering out the backside of it. No breathing. Thank you. Uh, And Rondri, you are kind of looking as you're flying straight up in the air, your boots taking you higher and higher. You look down at the ground, you take it, give one last look at it, and you see a very strange sight. A naked Crobin uh, with slightly green tinted skin pulling itself up from the ground in the audience. Whoa. It looks exactly like Chevin, actually, but it is a green-tinted version, and he's just kind of, like, growing from the ground. That's oh, cool. Uh, Could have I shot that first instead? No. Or did I see this after I shot? You're seeing this after you shoot. Okay. <laughs> I'd just shoot Chevin, dog. He's a very friendly guy with burly forearms. Yeah, not Dirt <laughs> Chevin. Dirt Chevin. Just do the triad seed. <laughs> oh. Oh, you might not have known that. You might not have. Known I don't think I saw you bury that. Seen me digging yeah. it into the it ground. It would be kind of scary. It's <laughs> like yeah, it would be pretty terrifying. Yeah. I'm fighting an earth monster, and here I see him growing an earth chevin. You gotta That's fight legit. earth with earth, bro. That's what they Sometimes. say. Anything else, Rodri? With earth. <laughs> Bonus action reload. All right. <laughs> it is the crop monster's turn. The crop monster is looking around. It can see only, well, you know, Galvin, you did shoot it with lightning. So. So he likes me. It, it, yeah, he's, he's super. Yeah, he's like, not going to kill that one. He's my and, <laughs> and you are potentially still channeling lightning at him. So he's like loving what you're doing, <laughs> of course. And he is going to, God, this is tough. Uh, I think he's going to make a slam attack at one of the actors on stage. Aww. Yeah, Don't one of the three the actors, actors who got Come released on, from man. the bubble. The actor is hit and is immediately immediately engulfed into the crop monster. Man, what did that uh, guy With a do? scream. So he and smashes him with, her, with his fist and it like it sucks him in? Yeah, yeah, you see this <laughs> massive like limb just <laughs> smash on him and the actor is just sucked in and you it's the role of a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, I was totally going to make that same fucking joke. <laughs> he's playing a, uh, a crop monster in his next show, so he's really getting into character. Yeah. He's really method, yeah. Oh. And then does the same to the second actor on stage and engulfs that one as well. Immediately engulfing this, this lady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the understudy. <laughs> so they're going to need another understudy now for that role. Oh, my God. Damn it, Jamie. I'm still using it on my next turn. I've got okay. something. You'll see. You'll see. Okay. Okay. There's still one actor and Bacardi Bevma on stage. The so catwalk, Bacardi's by the way, not an actor? Bacardi is a named actor. She right. is the Top talent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Top of the call sheet, as I say. Bacardi starts to... Look, Bacardi's like hanging on to like one metal rung that leads up to the catwalks, kind yeah, of holding her battle axe high in the sky. Yeah, and there's there's, there's catwalks. Like, there's catwalks. Yeah, this, it's kind of an open stage. Shit, dude. Yeah, dude. There's catwalks. There's there's even uh, backdrops hanging up there, and all sorts of other things that you can catwalks see. Catwalks and backdrops. Catwalks and backdrops. Oh my. 
<laughs> Galavan, we're back to the top of the round. It is your turn. Are you going to continue channeling the witch box? I will the... break the concentration. Ah, oh, no. come on. Uh, yeah. Right. And then I'll turn to Bacardi Bevma and say, I will join your play. And I'll bonus action teleport on stage with Blessing of the Lunar Lord. Ooh, I love it. And say, but only if I can be your understudy. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. She looks She looks to you and she kind of frowns in a like a mocking version of a frown. And she's like, I don't have understudy, sweetie. Bacardi Bevma doesn't get sick. I she wasn't just talking it. about that, but okay. I, I got what you were saying. I got it. <laughs> please, <Okay>. please help. <laughs> My actors are dying. <laughs> okay. Uh, Fates, I could use some Some of the audience laughed, though. And, uh... Yes, they did. There was a healthy titter from the audience. <laughs> Do they think a show is still going on? Like this is part of the show? Some of them <laughs> some of them are just laying back, drinking that hard cider. Well, because some of these people were real trash wow. on cider. Yeah. Hey, Mom. Was like, this is crazy. This Dude, is the naked, green, naked Green Chevin is like whooping and hollering. Yeah, exactly. They you really have their budget line. this year. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to um, grab my talisman of the fates, tap my scepter twice, and two flames are going to appear on the scepter, and I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast on this thing. Oh, yeah, it lights up like a candle. Yep. And then the fire blasts in its direction. Thump, thump. Roll to hit. 16 and a 26. The two fire blasts careen out, and kind of the same way as your lightning, just both of them smashing into this. All right. 11 damage. As you do that, the th stage is 30 feet long, Mm -hmm. And it is also 20 feet deep. How far away from the crop monster? As far you? as I could get, because I have a that okay. teleport is 30 feet. So I would probably yeah. moved a little bit and then yeah. done it. So yeah, I want to be. You like, basically get in the east wings or the west wings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, and I'll, I'll be on the, is on the east wings. Uh, west wings. <laughs> cool. So um, nice. You, know. you do that, and uh, it's super impressive. And a cheer goes up from the audience, and Bacardi says, "Hey, that's some really good uh, firepower you got there, but." Uh, I wonder if this thing likes pie. And then she like gestures up with her head towards the catwalks. Mm. And you see that there is a giant apple, like prop apple pie hanging right above the shambling mound. Amazing. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I can't do anything else, but. No, you can't. And now your turn is over. The crop monster is going to use another legendary action as there is a green flash from the Southern fields. And then, a short while later, a scarecrow bursts from the southern fields into the audience, running at them full force with its long, sharp, razor-sharp claws flailing through the air, cutting through it with a... It is Bacardi Bevma's turn. She is going to viciously mock this crop monster, or at least attempt to. This time she succeeds. What did she say? She is going to say something very good, David. You better believe me. Let me roll damage. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you what that is. She is going to say... Nice. Hold on. <laughs> we're going to edit all this pause. No, we're leaving this. <laughs> yeah, I know we are. I know we are. She goes, hey... You know, the only vegetable I've ever liked is squash. And then it's like, yes. as its head looks a little caved in. 
totally fucking worth it. Um, and, <laughs> and it looks completely, absolutely pained by this horrible, horrible pun, and it is going to have disadvantage on its next attack. And she is going to look to you, Galavan, and be like, that's my man right there, bringing the heat. And then, Galavan, you have 1d6 of bardic inspiration. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah, you do feel it. Feel the vibration. It's just a... Come on, come on. Crobin, it is your turn. How close am I to the creature by this hole? Looking up the hole, you can just see it at an angle. It's about 10 feet away from you. Okay. Which way is it facing, huh? It is facing Galavin to the west. You are to the east. So I want to try and sneak up out of this hole and get right up behind it without him seeing me, dude. I'm going to use my bonus action. Do I need to use my bonus action of stealth, or is my current hiding... How does that work? Yes, because you're going to be moving up to, okay. to sneak up on it. Yeah, use your bonus action to stealth. Come on, big dice. Oh, yeah, okay. 25. Yeah. <laughs> this thing does uh, not seem to notice you, Groban. So can I roll with advantage on my melee attack? You absolutely can. And as you get close to this thing, you smell the reek of death on this horrible creature. And you can tell that if a lesser person might be vomiting or retching right now. I whip out my dagger of long shadows and I draw it expertly across the Achilles vine of this creature. <laughs> yeah. Casting Infinity Blade, which Whoa. is similar to Booming Blade for all you book Ooh. nerds out there. So I'm going to make a melee attack and then I'll tell you what happens. Cool. Is Infinity your flavor reskinned version of Booming Blade? Yes. Cool. 16 to hit. You lash out with your dagger? Mm-hmm. Which dagger is this? Dagger of Long Shadows. You lash out with your Dagger of Long Shadows, and what is it? Does it have any special look to it or effect as you hit with Infinity Blade? <laughs> yeah, so basically the dagger cuts through, and this creature suddenly just like locks in place. It's like looks straight up and just like straight out, and it suddenly just it feels as if it's at the crux of decision and any way it turns it's got like inc this incredible feeling of FOMO if it moves this way, if it moves that way if it stands still it's giving up all of the other options that it could have ever had in its life and it can only live <laughs> one and it's just consumed with this feeling of terror so, so much that it's like shaking and it feels just like pulsing from within Cool. Did so you say the of effect... moving or of not moving? Like, uh, well, the effect, I'll tell you the effect of the spell. Oh, I know the effect. But oh, please okay. read it for the audience. Um, <laughs> everyone, Jamie knows it. Just so basically, you guys know. Yeah, after... just so everybody knows. <laughs> I, I also... Know what booming Blade does. I also know what it does, for the record. Uh, I'm else? not sure what it does. I'm going to have to read the tooltip. Okay. As part of the action used to cast a spell, you must make a melee attack with a weapon against a creature on a hit. The target suffers the attack's normal effects, and it becomes sheathed in a booming energy until the start of your next turn. If the target willingly moves before then, it immediately takes 1d8 thunder damage and the spell ends. Right. But for your flavor, was it that it was afraid to move or that it could only see the path forward being moving? I'm just out of curiosity. It just feels that any decision it makes... It's the wrong one. Got it. It's like, got existential it's, dread it, it, a little bit. It, yeah, it's got nice. existential so, dread and it feel it. So. and FOMO, like to the nth degree, except it can feel that that's real. Like it understands FOMO in a way we've never felt it before. Oh, shit. So basically you know, my entire existence. Something will be lost 
no matter oh. what it chooses to do. I relate. And also, David, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's unpack yeah, that. I'm sorry. Let's yeah. unpack that, David. Um, well, it all started. Podcast, yeah, no, the podcast. Okay. Shut up. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant let's let's stop. Quiet, uh, you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you cut through, and there is this kind of warbling energy that overtakes the mound as you do that. Uh, anything else, Crobin? Any movement or anything you'd like to? Do? Well, I do have to roll for damage. You do indeed. Roll for damage. Two necrotic damage, and then fourteen slashing damage. Oh my god! Oh no no! Oh fifteen! I forgot it was a dagger of long shadows. Sorry, I'm adding up all my. My dex, I had to add my dex mod and my... And your um, sneak attack. Yeah, I did the sneak attacks. Nice. That's what I started with. Dude, <laughs> so awesome. Excited. Sick nasty. Yes, you do that, and you cleave a wide strike through this thing, and as your necrotic damage of the hex, kind of, you see it wither, and, and the stuff on it just start to fuzz over with mold and grossness. Uh, the smell nice. intensifies for a moment, and you can tell that this necrotic damage has been extra effective against this thing. Withering it away extra hard, yeah. You then hear a cry out from the audience that strikes you as very familiar as it goes, hey, what am I doing here? And what would you like me to do? Wait, what's that? And you look out and you see an exact duplicate of (laughs) you, Chevin, but with a slight tint of green and like slightly leafy hair. I go, dang! (laughs) And he goes, woo! And then, as soon as we lock eyes, we know exact. He knows exactly what to do, and he starts so, trucking it up toward the stage. And he does. Boom, boom, boom. And you can t- see that he ha- is healthily endowed <laughs> and quite hairy all over his body. Big, sort of like Zangief energy. You know, he's a big hairy chest. You know, Zangief from Street oh, Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie. Yeah, man. Okay. Cool. Yeah, man. Just just, yeah. It's like Zangief meets the Brawny oh. Man. And oh yeah. Thank just- you. I, I'm on the record. I know Zane. <laughs> <laughs> For our audience, he's a character from Street Fighter 2. Big Russian guy. He's run up to the stage, and I... Oh, I, I guess I've already used all my actions, so I can't exactly toss him any daggers. But he can tell that as soon as I get the chance to, I'm going to be tossing the stuff to use to fight with. And Absolutely. Uh, I am going to actually hop down into that hole again. And I have mobile, so he can't get an opportunity attack. Nice. Okay, right on. You. Did the stage do anything for me during that, by the way? I was kind of getting excited about the stage. She did say about the power of the live audience, not about the stage. Get the feeling it's it's the power of the live audience. It did not do anything for you that time, no. I'm just pretty um, psyched about it, that's all. Ooh, wait, 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 wait. I feel like I'm missing an opportunity to explore here. Can I revoke that? Sure, I want to go backstage, dude. That's where I want to head to. Yes, how there how is far a away is that? There is a curtain. It's, it's. let's see. You could easily get there with your movement, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I want to go. I want to see what's back there. Absolutely, yeah. You go backstage. So there are backdrops uh, hanging up above in the catwalks and stuff. You see, like, some prop farming equipment, like rakes, scythes, stuff like that. You see the big, a big prop wicker orc. You know, there's a burning of a wicker orc that they do as part of the Harvest Festival. There is the, like, maypole-like thing, the little ribbons around it. Mm -hmm. And you see up in the catwalk a giant prop scythe and a big apple pie hanging up there. Nice. You caught on exactly with what you are allowed to do with this duplicate of yourself. You might know. No, I'm not sure. I doubt it. I don't it know is shit. a this creature that is formed from your dryad seed is a simulacrum of you. It can take actions and otherwise be affected as a normal creature. It appears exactly like you, Chevin. Uh, so I'll actually, yeah, it only has a very, very slight tint of green. If you look very closely, it has half your hit point maximum but is formed without equipment, it uses the exact statistics of you, Krobin. 
So wow. it has your stats. It is friendly to you. It obeys your commands, moving and acting in accordance with your wishes and acting on your turn in combat. So it has no armor, but other than that, it is a duplicate of me. Exactly. It has it half does, your it HP. It has all my skills and shit? Yep. And spells? What is, spell slots? Uh, no spell slots. Yeah, Krobin, this thing runs up onto stage. It uses all of its movement and action to get up there. Although it actually, because it has your bonus action, cunning action, it actually does still have an action to do something. It is unequipped, but if you wanted to do something with it, you could. He slides under the stage and hides. 26 to hide. Damn, nice. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it drops below stage, and it was as if it was never there. This giant crop monster, Krobin, after you have attacked it, it reels in pain, and because you injured it super badly, it's very angry. So, after your turn ends, it is going to... A vine begins to whip backstage. It can't see you, so it's going to be a disadvantage. But this vine whips around backstage, this tendril, and that is going to be a 16 to hit. That'll do it. That'll do the job. This tendril wraps around you, grappling you. And that was its legendary action. It uh, grappled whiskers. me. You are grappled, um, yes. Hang on, can I check something really quick? Yeah, dude. This, these vines, they are like 10 feet away from this thing's body, coming out of its back. Yeah, so cool. it's really, it's 10 feet away from the monster itself, but you are grappled. It didn't move at all? It did not move at all. Dang, okay, it, it uh, cool. I, I checked the thing I need to check, and I'm good. Yeah, for sure. Whiskers, one scarecrow's down, but you hear an audience crying out and screaming from now the south side. Is that the opposite side? It is not. You're on the west side, but the south side is going to be a cool 90 feet. Oh, come on. It's almost as if one person wasn't meant to do this alone. Well, it looks like it's happening that way. So I will <laughs> run as far as I can, which is 30 feet towards it. Right and on. So now it's 60 feet away from me? Correct. Bugger. Can I chuck my ninchaku at it? You can if you want. It's going to be an improvised ranged attack. So I'll have disadvantage. Yeah, you're throwing a nunchaku. So yeah, unless nun no, I was gonna say unless there's something I don't know about throwing nunchaku, but I'm pretty sure there is not. Have you seen hard <laughs> ticket? Have you ever seen hard ticket to Hawaii? All she does is. Throw I have not, nunchucks. but I have seen. <laughs> That's weird. Okay, but also pretty cool. Yeah, then I'm going to throw the nunchucks. Excellent. Eight. <laughs> Your nunchucks fly through the air and narrowly miss an audience yeah. member as they kind of land, and you hear, ah, everyone run! And I try. Yeah, some yeah, people I start do. moving towards the scarecrow. That's all I can do. Between, it's tough, because between the scarecrow attack on the, from the west, the crop monster to the north, and now the scarecrow from the south, people have been, like, trying to run, but they're, like, kind of being herded in the middle. Uh, so it's really rough. Cool. Excellent. Right on, Whiskers. And then the mound is going to use its legendary action with one of its other tendrils, to whip out again, because it can't see Krobin quite yet, to whip out at Krobin. That's going to be a 17 to hit. 13 slashing damage. Uh, bludgeoning damage, actually. Yeah, bludgeoning damage. Excuse me. That's fucking dope. I I'm going to write that down and record it on my sheet, but as it hits me, this, like, black light flame. It's like a black flame. Like, you could picture that, right? Like, it's the absence of light. Yeah. That kind of flame. Okay. It just engulfs the tip of this tendril and shoots its way back up to the main vegetal creature. It's Burn of Regret, a.k.a. Hellish I Rebuke. It. Yes, I love it. I was so hoping that was what it was. Nice. 
All right, I believe it just automatically rolls. Oh, it does a deck saving, deck saving throw. throw, which it has. Oh, wait, no. I always think it's saving throws, but it's ability checks. I know. Hex is such a weird one. But don't worry, it failed horribly. It got a three. It takes 15 damage. Nice. Oh, and is that fire damage? Yeah, daddy. Oh, my God. Because it's fire damage, it burns horribly. You see the fire, yeah. black flame just absolutely catches this thing absolutely ablaze. And it is now like partially on fire. Yes. Uh, yes, well done. Unfortunately, you are now attached and grappled to this thing as it is on fire, which is not great. Rondri, it is your turn. Please roll 1d20 as you start your turn airborne. 13. With a 13, nothing seems to happen. Oh, wait. You were concentrating on Hex, right? Oh, you were concentrating on Hex. Please roll a concentration check. That's going to be a big 14. A big 14 is a big success. Right on. Rondri. I'm going to shoot at the Scarecrow. How far away is it? It is a cool 30 feet away from you, Rondri. Oh, yeah. I'm totally going to shoot this thing. Thunder Cannon Monger. That's going to be a 17 to hit. Roll for damage. And that's going to be 8 piercing and 5 thunder. You... Another loud shot as this shrapnel flings itself, cannons across the battlefield, smashing into the scarecrow, ex exploding it in a burst of hay and metal. It is dead. Uh, sir, I'll take care of these. You get the big guy. That's my man, Rondri, you fucking awesome motherfucker. And I give him a thumbs do up. Do you inspiration? Yeah, do we both? <laughs> no, you do not. All right. <laughs> it's the crop monster's turn. Wait, 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 wait. Bonus no, action reload. Thank you for saying it. Now, it is the crop monster's turn. It is going to swallow one of the skeletons inside of it, is pulled into it. Chompa, chompa, chompa as a bonus action. And then, Krobin, you are pulled towards it, of course. And it is going to make a slam attack as it tries to slam into you with its massive bulk. As it moves towards you, actually, it is going to take a booming boom boom. Oh. Oh shit, yeah, dude. Uh, so as it moves, it's gonna take some booming blade damage or infinity blade damage. Cool, it only gets one damage and I have a confession to make. I made a mistake and I forgot because I usually play uh, Tiefling. I can't cast Hellish Rebuke because I already cast Hex. What, why not? Because I only have one spell slot and usually with a Tiefling, oh, you don't yeah. need to use a spell slot. That's true. I'm pretty sure that's true. That's true. So or maybe I'm just used to having more. Anyway, I could I didn't I couldn't do that. Sorry. Yeah, for sure. That's totally fine. Um none of that fire stuff happens then. Fortunately, it looks a lot better now. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> shit, shit. Crobin, <laughs> <laughs> you had a vision of this thing being taken with fire and you were like, "Yes, yes, yes." Uh, but then you flash back final destination yep. style and you see it is not damaged at all, but it is stomping towards you and its body begins to warble, warble as it does warble. so, taking one thunder damage. <laughs> Chipping oh, away. Man. As its it body like shakes, you see an ear of corn just go flying out of it, <laughs> bursting into popcorn. And some yeah. people in the audience are like, yeah! And the crop monster gets inspiration. <laughs> um, but the crop monster is going to make a slam attack against you with disadvantage because of vicious mockery. That's a 12 to hit. Doesn't hit. Excellent. It is going to do another slam attack on you. That's a massive 23 to hit. That's a big ol' hitty. Oh, yeah, it is. That's going to be 13 bludgeoning, another 13 bludgeoning damage. Oh, no. 
And as you are grappled by it, it is going to engulf you. Crobin, this thing reels you in, pulls you up to it, and you are just sucked inside this retching, reeking mass of moldy vegetation. You are blinded, restrained, and unable to breathe. And at the start of your turn, some other things will happen. All of that, huh? That's right. I'm not worried. You shouldn't be. Gallivan, you are in the West Wings. Uh, You have just seen Crobin be pulled into this thing, and there is a (gasps) collection of gas from the audience as he is pulled inside. Okay, I'm going to look up at this big apple pie, and I'll say, this seems like an impossible, unlikely, or fanciful idea or plan. It's almost like a... And I'll look around to see what what she meant by, like, with this pie in the sky. Mm Mm-hmm. You, 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 you say that and you look around, you just see like this pie is hanging from a rope attached to some rigs, some pulley systems, you, but you do not see. Bacardi just looks over to you and she's like, yeah, you want to be um careful. You don't want to eat this pie and you probably don't want your friend in there to eat that pie either. It's a little spicy, if you know what I mean. Might burn your mouth. Okay, thank you. I'm going to go over to a pulley and try to drop it. Uh, I mean, nice, perfect. Right <laughs> yeah, uh, the police. Like you're inside. We, we, we of got it, right? another Chevin. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Right, why not? No, no, I'm figuring you're inside of it. I don't know if it's gonna do anything to you. You got an insulate insulation. No breathing. Uh, yeah. So you follow the rope that is holding the apple pie in the sky with your eyes, and it looks like the nice rope <laughs> comes down to a pulley system that is within ten feet of the large crop monster. Are you still okay, okay with doing that? You know that these vines have that reach. That range, yeah. The tendrils, yeah. Um, I'm going to use Mage Hand. Ooh, nice. nice. Yeah. What are you doing? You're pulling You're pulling on the rope? Well, is there? you said there was a pulley, or is there like a little... There's a pulley system, yeah. It's like yeah. you pull one end and it lowers it. Yeah, I'm going to pull on the rope. Okay. I'm going to cast Mage Hand. Your Mage Hand pulls on the rope, but the pie is too heavy to be lowered by the mage hand. Oh, and actually, no, that's After not true. That's a pulley, pulley system works. Yeah. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse I was like, what kind of jackass pulley system <laughs> yeah. is that? You have to be super strong to lower it. Uh, you begin to lower the pie, and the pie slowly begins to lower, lower, and lower, and lower. Hold on. And Any moment now. Bacardi kind of face bombs, and she's like, I'm sorry. You're not getting me. <laughs> You're going to want to do the old one-two comedic routine, the old pie in the face to this guy. No, I know. It's coming. It's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. burn. Okay, okay. And she winks at you and kind of points triumphantly. Yeah. (laughs) Very nice. Um, That was my action. (laughs) I love it, it. yeah. That's so awesome, though. After your turn ends, there is another flash of green light from out in the fields, this time the eastern fields. And then, after a short while of time, about five seconds, a scarecrow bursts out from the fields nearby and runs headlong at the crowd on the eastern side. It is Bacardi's turn. Bacardi is going to look to this thing and say, you got to be an idiot to go potato to toe with us, Jeez. crop monster. Oh nice. Love yeah, it. Yeah, she's super Love cool. It. And, uh, and it's going to roll to save against Bardic Inspiration, or uh, Bardic uh, Vicious Mockery. It fails. So it's going to take another well, just one point of damage this time, unfortunately. But then, she is going to look to you, Gallivan, and she's going to go, um, what do you say, everyone? You want to see this thing get a pie to the face? Come on, let's hear it! And we <laughs> <have> a, <laughs> yeah! 
oh. like screaming about the scarecrow. <laughs> half the crowd is like, oh god, help <laughs> us! Why isn't anyone helping us? And the other half of the crowd is like, yeah, pie him in the face. With that, uh, Gallivan, you are going to get five temporary HP. Ooh. Okay. Nice. Okay, that's Picardi Bevma's turn, and now it is going to use the crop monster is going to use one of its legendary actions. It is going to move out from underneath the pie, Gallivan, and it is going to oh. see you and stomp over to you, and it is going to lash out a tendril at you as it does so with disadvantage because of vicious mockery. That is going to be still a 17 to hit. Mm, I will cast shield, my Excellent. last spell slot. A tendril lashes out horribly and tries to smash you, but you dodge out of the way. Uh, or sorry, you don't dodge out of the way. You raise a magical shield and it boom, bounces off yeah. of it. Very nice. Good call. Crobin, you are swallowed up inside this mound. You are blinded, restrained, unable to breathe. What would you like to do? Can I try to escape? Absolutely, yeah. I try. <laughs> Chevin just springs up his massive legs until, like, he crouches down to a squat and it's like coiled springs. His sinuous, thick leg muscles just wound up tight and he goes, because he can't say anything or breathe. And then he just explodes. <laughs> And either the bottom of this creature gives way, or he just jumps straight up and back out of its mouth. I don't know which yet. You're basically attempting to break free of a grapple, so roll an athletics or an acrobatics check. 18. That is exactly what happens as you burst forth from this thing. Well done. What do you do? Anything else? I don't know. What, what else can I do? I, that was my action. That was your action. Then I'm going to use my bonus action to toss... A couple daggers over to Chevin Dunkelgreen. Oh, nice. Jeez. And I'll circle around to the opposite side of our friend Veggie Crop Monster. Cool. So you're like standing in between it as it's trying to head over to Gallivan? I just want to be on the opposite side from my counterpart, Green Gotcha. Chevin. Yeah, you two have flanked it effectively. Excellent. What would you like Crobin Simulacrum to do? He has an action, so bonus he, action movement. He just like saw this happening as he was like, wow, oh no, my Chevin buddy. And then he just like, and then suddenly like two seconds, like two steps later, Chevin buddy is just popping back out of this thing's grotesque floppy lips and slap it onto the stage. And then two, and he's like, oh, oh. And then two daggers fly through the air and he snatches them both out of the sky. There is a silvered sigh and a regular dagger. And he's like, oh, thanks, pal. And he uh, slams them both straight up into the belly of this creature. Yahoo! Go ahead and roll two attacks for those daggers. Ooh, with advantage, eh? No. Why? I'm flanking. Why? That's not how we do flanking. We've never done flanking. In, this, in MQBD, we don't do advantage for flanking. We never have. Okay. Is there anything that I get from... Yeah, you get a plus two bonus. So I can't get sneak attack from flanking. You, you can get sneak get attack. Five. You just don't get advantage oh, on the attack. Oh, thank God. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. You God. still get sneak attack okay, if you hit. Okay, okay, great. Because I hit. I got a dirt twent. Nice. Don't freak out. You hit. And you get sneak attack. Seven Dunkle Green reminds me of a character on Sunset Riders, that Nintendo game. Oh, yeah. Or arcade game. game. It's like, Bury me with my money. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Is that the character you're thinking of? No, I mean just the other characters. They're always like, Yahoo! 
Oh, you oh. know, there's like no yeah. percent, dude. <laughs> Great. So 15 slashing damage. Nice. Is that from With the first weapon? one. It's from my silvered sigh. Very nice. As you rake this sigh through it, cleaving back a wide swath of disgusting vegetation, you see emerging high up on its like hunched back a large red festering pumpkin that is kind of throbbing. Yeah. Gross. I'm going to go yeah. pop that zit. <laughs> So you I'm can gonna... attempt to. So you can attempt to attack it with disadvantage because it's like moving around and kind of swarming beneath it. But if does you my hit... advantage from flanking cancel that out? No, <laughs> dingus. So you have disadvantage. But if you hit, looks like a weak spot to you. Yeah, it does. To crow and dryad simulacrum. Yeah, I mean, I would love to just trot right up. Can I jump and reach it? Like, how does that work? Yeah, how you can jump and reach it. It's it's yeah. a big thing. Oh, actually, you know what? It's totally let's, a thing. You, it's a big thing. You're gonna have to climb up on it. So let's roll an then athletics just, or an acrobatics. Then check I'll to just climb throw up on the. It. I'll just throw the. Dagger. Oh, you can just throw it too. Yeah, absolutely. Throw it with disadvantage. So you have disadvantage, but you do have a plus two because you're flanking still to hit this large throbbing red pumpkin. It's like. I think true. I do it. I got a sixteen. You do it. You throw this dagger. Go ahead and roll damage plus sneak attack for that. Oh, no, you can only do sneak attack once. But go ahead and roll damage Correct. for that second dagger. Four. The minute you see this gross red pumpkin, it sticks out like a sore pumpkin. And you throw this other normal dagger into it, and it lets out a squish, horrible squishing sound as red viscera spurts forth from it. Uh, and the creature reels back with a bellow. It looks like it hurt it a lot. Yeah, you really, really um, corganed it. I'm going to use what remains of my 40 feet of movement mm-hmm. to run backstage. This is the dryad one. Yeah, he runs backstage. And because he is also mobile, he doesn't get a fucking... God damn, that's mm-hmm. sneaky. That's so cool. So how far backstage am I getting? How far away do I end up? Uh, you're 15 creature? feet away from him, basically. And yeah, 20. behind like a little curtain. Sick. After Crobin Dryad Simulacrum's turn, now he's going to use a legendary action. He is going to attempt to batter you, Crobin. Real Crobin. Because Simulac Crobin ran exactly. away. <laughs> Simulac Crobin ran away. So he is going to try and hit you with one of his tendrils. That is going to be an 18 to hit. Yeah, Does the trick. Crobin, you are going to take 13 again bludgeoning damage. Big boy. Whiskers, it is your turn. And as you are racing through the audience, you feel a surge of magical, magical energy, and there is a flash of golden light. As the golden pauldrons on your shoulders, you feel yourself become magically attuned to them. Dope. And they transform into grandiose aspects of your face, reflecting your mood at the time. Oh, so you now have on each shoulder a whiskers face, a big lion in golden metal face on each shoulder. You know all of these things and I I will, I will read them and then I will send them to you. Whiskers, while you are attuned and wearing the pauldrons of the gleaming champion, you have advantage on all charisma persuasion and charisma intimidation checks while acting heroic. Whenever you roll a one on a damage die when using divine smite, you may re-roll that die. Nice. You must use the new result even if it is a one. You can use your reaction to shine a bright, glinting light off the pauldrons into the eyes of your foes, imposing disadvantage on an attack roll made by a creature within 15 feet of you. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your proficiency modifier. You regain expended uses when you finish a long rest. The pauldrons grow with the strength of their wearer and may develop additional traits as you get stronger. That's awesome. Those are awesome. What's the negative? 
you don't know. The faces on Whiskers' shoulders both look, they both smile, like, not evilly, but like menacingly, like, ready for the kill. And Whiskers makes the exact same nice. face on his face as all three Whiskers look at the shambling mound. And he starts pushing through the people and jumping over people. He's like, get back to your homes, quickly! And he starts posing and doing some flexing and stuff as he's running. Nice. Yeah, people are impressed. Your mere majesty, as these things like come to life with a golden glow, uh, awards you five temp HP if you don't have more than that. <laughs> or if you don't have as much. That's so crazy. And then Whiskers will jump onto the stage and jump onto the shambling mound with a sword. You charge down the center aisle. And I'm just yelling at people as I go, and then I don't even like... Yeah, people are like, yeah, get him, go, I, go, go, I do go. a thing where I put one hand on the top of the stage, lift my whole body up with that hand, propel myself forward without even touching the ground. I just grip the sword and sideways, oh, yes. I'm going to come at this shambling yes. mound and I'm like, gotta eat your greens. <laughs> Changing voices and everything. That's true. That was a little gritty. What? Well, we knew what you meant. Changing voices. You said you're changing voices and everything. Because you do, you were kind of like a little gravelly. It was Jason Statham. It's not important. That's true. Got to eat your greens. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. 20 mm. Huge roar goes up from the crowd. Yes. 10 damage. Ooh, yeah. You absolutely lay into this thing as it like kind of rotates its gross vegetative face towards you just in time. You slam it through its lower jaw and just rip a shelf of vegetation off as it kind of crumbles to the ground. And this horrible stench fills your noses, but it doesn't affect you. Is it too late to just divine smite this fucking thing? So no, I, I come down, I land on Go the ground, it. and I spin around and just my sword lights up with light and both the whiskers on my shoulders smile and I stab this thing up into its throat. Yeah, there was a burst nice. of white light and gold light from the pauldrons. Cool. 11 more radiant damage to this thing. Sick. This thing looks very bad. It is like crumbling and bits of it are like falling Damn. off at this point. It looks like it only has a little bit left in it. Rondri, it's your turn. Please roll 1d20. That's a six. All right, Rondri, please roll 1d8. You're 60 feet in the air. That's a one. All right. Your boots suddenly stop flying. Oh, no. Rondri plummets to the oh, ground, 60 no. feet. Oh, I don't have feather fall for you, buddy. Can I try and grab him? Everyone, <laughs> because Rondri is 60 feet in the air and 30 feet from the Gosh. stage, I don't think there's a chance you could reach him, Whiskers. Rondri, everything stops. Time stops. And everybody on stage, even Crobin peeking out from backstage, you all suddenly hear Rondrigo. Do you make a noise as you fall? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh. Rondri, as you fall, <laughs> you get five temp HP because the audience are, there's a there is a cry from the audience as they see this small body of this gnome fall from the sky. 18 bludgeoning damage. Hooey. As you smash into the ground with an absolutely devastating, just poof, hit the ground with a maddening thump. Please roll 1d20, Rondri. Again? Yes. That's a five. Man, I'm been That was to confirm a lingering injury. Doink! Your arms break. Ooh, you don't okay. want to have one of those. Okay. I got my legs. Rondri. Again. Again. You don't, feel your, you don't feel your legs anymore. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> And, and it's maybe you'll stop complaining turn. about him now. I <laughs> know, yeah, right? Shut the fuck up. Wait, Rondry. wait, wait. I don't get a turn at all? <laughs> yeah, your turn's over. No, I'm just kidding. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. I okay. accidentally yeah. skipped you. <laughs> it only takes two seconds to fall 60 feet, I just found out. So, wow. 
You still have four seconds left. <laughs> yeah. um, well, but as I'm falling, I'm going to be shooting. My man. So awesome. Can I, yes. Yeah, dude. Can I, I shoot that uh, scarecrow? Dude. Fuck yeah, man. That's a hero. That's what a hero is. <laughs> Thunder cannon monger. Oh my god. Damn it. Oh no. That's a one. <laughs> Dude, Rondry, use your as you are falling, oh, oh my god, I Rondry, really as you're falling, you, you all hear Rondry cry out, <laughs> and he's falling, and then mid-air, about 20 feet from the ground, there is an explosion of magical energy as bits of Rondry's thunder cannon go flying. Rondry's legs hit the ground. Rondry, I'm gonna, can you roll damage for your thunder cannon, please? I about, that I was thinking uh, about being a hero. Yeah. He was trying! Oh, fuck it. That's um, Max damage. 10 piercing damage and 5 thunder damage. Rondra, you take that damage and you hit the ground and your legs, you feel a sharp pain oh shudder God. up your spine and you no longer feel your legs. I turn invisible. How do you do that? With fade away. What is that? Uh, it's my numb feature as a reaction when I, I take uh, damage. I can magically become invisible. I just see you in pain on the ground. I'm like, Rondra's just disappeared. I go, ow, and then I disappear. <laughs> Amazing. You can see that some audience members, as you were falling, actually ran to go and catch you. And then you exploded, and they kind of like shielded their eyes for a moment. And then as you hit the ground, they ran, or they like ran to try and catch you again, and then you disappear. So the people just get up to the spot where you were, and then start looking around with confusion. Some of these normal farmer looking types. Oh, that's nice. But you disappear into thin air, Rondri, as you hear like, what, where'd he go? <laughs> so the crop monster is going to suck up one of the skeletons inside him, regain a little HP. <laughs> oh no, that was a it's one of it It's one of uh, Rondri's bones that shot over to him in the explosion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he chomps it up greedily. And then Simulac Crobin is still on it, is that correct? And Crobin ran away? Is that right? Or is it the other way around? Other way around. It's the other way around. Okay, cool. Crobin uh, so, is, is uh, like in a pool of bile and like old vegetables. Yum. He's about to be even more so. He looks he, really bad. He's about to be even more so <laughs> because <laughs> the mound of crops is going to make a slam attack on it you, It will Crobo. do that with disadvantage that is, because nice. what? I'm going to use my, I guess I'll use my light for my fucking, my whiskers, like both of them wink at the same time and light shoots out from those winking eyes. Ding. And it blinds yes. the fucker. Nice. Love it, yes. Nice. Even though it is nighttime, from out of nowhere, some light shines off the pauldrons, creating a golden glint in this creature's Whiskers eyes. Whiskers like reacts like he's going to try and block it, but he can't move quick enough, and then it just happens. Yeah, absolutely. So it lowers it from a 22 to a hit to an 18 to hit. Wait, what? It did roll a 22, its first roll, but then with disadvantage, it got an 18. Oh, I see. Okay. And you can't have double disadvantage, right? Just checking. I know. Disadvantage can stack. It can? I like I, I in my games it can. Yes. I like um, I like stacking disadvantage. As he slams down. Uh-huh. Are you going to take damage first or is he going to are you going to put another disadvantage on it? I would like to put another disadvantage on it. With what? With unsettling visage as a reaction. Oh. Um Ooh, so stimuli for this thing. Yeah. Yeah, dude. He's <laughs> Can we just jog with time a little bit here? Because if he's blinded, is he going to be unsettled by my visage? He can be unsettled and then blinded. Yeah, there we go. So, yeah, like, you see that Crobin's body changes into this, like, body and face and everything just, like, turns into green Chevin for just a second. And then he's coming back and he's like, 
very confusing to everybody. What's going on with Chevin? Can you read me the wording on Unsettling Visage? If creature you can see make a tacky roll against you, you can use your reaction to impose disadvantage. Use this feature before knowing whether the attack hits or misses. I was going to do it. I just oh, wasn't okay. sure if disadvantage attack. This reveals your shape-shifting nature to any creature within 30 feet that can see you. Cool. So it doesn't need to be able to see, which is awesome. In which case, it is unsettled. But everybody knows you're a doppelganger. Yeah, your shape-shifting nature is revealed to any creature, which does include the front of the audience. Hey, it happened. It happened. Gotta Here we go what? again. This Let's is, roll it. This is good, dude. You know what? I've been taking all these hits for these clowns. Lowest was an 18, still. Whatever, maybe I've just spread, maybe in my death I will have spread some goodwill for changelings everywhere. I hope so. You take nine bludgeoning damage as it slams a rotting limb of vegetation down on you. My stomach just like, it looks like you've ripped a hole in my stomach and I like shudder against the boards of the sage and they like pop me back in the air and blood spurts out around the fist of this creature and starts seeping out of my ears and nose. Are you down or are you just very badly injured? Dude, I'll save. I'll fucking save. I'm down, dog. I'm not down. Another slam attack on you. Um, that's going to be a 21 <laughs> to hit. <laughs> I was just waiting for you to finish so I could go ahead and say that he attacks again. Hitting, that's going to be eight bludgeoning damage as it slams you with the other limb. Blood shoots out of my eyes. <laughs> like one of those uh, blood frogs. Gross, like, you know, blood From frog. the corner of your eyes. Oh, no. Works up like a little fountain and then slowly like, you know, like when the water fountain is losing pressure and then less pressure and less pressure and then Crobin's eyes cross, uncross, go to the outside, <laughs> roll back two times. You're a piece of shit. No one and then you. he, and then Chevin oh smiles and he goes, what's he say, guys? Dang. He goes, Lights dang. Out. And then Is he, he unconscious? Uh, and then he falls unconscious. Great. And as that happens, the mound falls on top of Chevin, sucking him up inside of his body. Chevin! Nice. Uh, I got it. <laughs> Very nice. Galavin, Groban oh. has just fallen unconscious and is dying, and he has been absorbed by the giant crop monster. The apple pie, because of Chevin's actions, though, he has maneuvered the crop monster and stopped it from getting closer to you, so it is still positioned under the giant apple pie. And Bacardi Bevma just looks to you with eyes wide open. With and eyes wide open. Nods like yeah. Jack Nicholson from The GIF. Well, I only have... Uh... What 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 does Gallivan think he can do in this situation? Because Morrison is not realizing any. Could he like attack the ropes or something? Or, or... you could attack the ropes. You could attack the pie. Yeah, like uh, you maybe, could, I mean, or like yeah, the pulley or something. Like yeah, pulley. you can attack the pulley for sure. Okay. Absolutely. I'll attack like the main pulley that's ha- or like the the junction of all the ropes that I imagine are holding that pie. Yeah, shit. absolutely. I'm gonna hit, get two Eldritch blasts on that. Yeah. Go ahead and roll it. It's an inanimate object, so it's going to be pretty easy to hit. 13 and a 16. The 13 hits. Do you want to send both of the Eldritch Blasts at the rope? Well, I'll send the other one at the guy if, I, if I'm... Yeah, because that rope is going to be done from this first Eldritch Blast. Okay, cool. Cool. I didn't realize they were so easy to hit. I thought they were small or something, so it would be hard. Oh, um, yeah, it's, it's a fairly large rope. So um, it takes one yeah. damage. 
Excellent. That's, he already said it's enough, so. <laughs> Excellent. That is going to be enough. Yep. Wait, and then, uh, add, Shameling Mount takes five damage. No, because I'm Oh, not that's one. a later skill. Do a fiery Eldritch Blast that shoots out at this crop monster, battering it horribly and letting it. And then your second Eldritch Blast sears the rope. Everything goes into slow motion as the rope goes up through the pulley system. The app, large apple pie, it's like four and a half by five feet in diameter. This massive apple pie drops down on the crop monster and explodes in a massive burst of pyrotechnic so, glory. Am I able to get out of um, there? I'll <laughs> let you, do you, if you have a react, no, you used your reaction. Nope, you cannot. I just look so, up, I'm like, oh, uh, no. Yep. And Galvin, we suffer could you, for the craft, you know. <laughs> there is a just a, a napalm-like wave of fire that pours over all Whiskers. Whiskers' faces just—they're all their eyes go wide. Their mouths <laughs> go really tiny. <laughs> yes. Do they all piss themselves? Oh yeah. <laughs> Galvin, please roll five d four fire damage Ooh, as okay. five flasks of alchemist's fire that were stashed in that pie explode and into a massive conflagration. Oh, you said shit. five, right? 5d4, yes, please. Seven damage. Seven fire damage. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Are I'm you not gonna fucking lie. kidding I me, I was dude? expecting a little more. <laughs> I've, I've rolled wow. very poorly. <laughs> Whiskers, you take 5d4 fire, or sorry, you take seven fire damage as well. This thing looks burned up, shriveled like a husk, its tendrils are burned away, so it does not have any more tendrils, any more Galvin. Crobin, you take one death saving throw failure. Galvin, anything else? That's all I got, so. I'll start moving towards the, my friend, Crobin. You can get up to it, up to yeah. him and Crobin. Yeah. All right, you get up to it. It has no tendrils, so it can't do anything else. It is going to be Bacardi's turn. Bacardi is going to run over to you, Crobin, and dive Wait. into... Oh, okay. I'm inside the creature, right? Everybody... Oh, I know. She's running over to you, and she's going to dive into it and attempt to pull you... Oh, my God. Like, straight into it? Like, through its side? She dives into it, and with a mat... 20. Yes. Oh, thank God. Grabs Crobin, and there is a tense moment of silence. And there's a gasp from the audience as Bacardi Bemba dives into this thing. And then there is a few moments of silence where nothing happens. And then a burst of vegetation as Bacardi Bevma, with Crobin in arms, jumps out towards center stage, landing center stage, her muscly body rippling, Crobin in her arms. And she looks forward towards the audience. And she goes, that's how it's done! And the audience cheers wildly. Crobin, it is your turn. Roll a death saving throw. Whiskers and his shoulders look impressed. Oh my <laughs> god, I thought it said a one, but the light was just hitting it weird. It's a six, so one more failure. Bring him to me! Um, one more failure. But Cardi Bevma also, as the crowd's cheer goes up, she seems to be pulsing with a radiant light from every cell in her body. She is pulsing with this ray, and she seems to get like unnaturally beautiful, like overly, overly beautiful um, mm. to the point where it's, it is, there's something, some magic is going on here. Crobin Dryad Simulacrum. I've been told that what I look do? like that uh, in real life. Unnaturally beautiful. Simulac Crobin. Is the creature still standing alive? 
It is. It is just barely. It is like burning, slimy mass of vegetation. It is not anywhere near its nine feet normal height. It's like three feet off the ground. It's much smaller now. Where's Rondri? He's on the ground. Rondri's on the ground. He's invisible. He can't see Rondri. Rondri's gone. He's like, bring him to me. It's like, <laughs> Simulacrobin just like, where did that come from? Uh, so Simulacrobin just like looking up and looking down at Crobin and he like cradles Chevin's limp head and then he stares back up at this fucking monster and he says, you fuck with him and you're fucking with me. And he grabs Crobin's uh, dagger of long shadows and he runs up the side of this creature and then he double daggers into the fucking pussy red pumpkin thing on yes. the thing's back. Roll for each of those with disadvantage, but the two plus bonus because you have whiskers within five feet and you get sneak attack if you hit. Okay. So make it good, baby. I'm going to roll the first one. It's going to be a 15. You plunge your dagger into the throbbing pumpkin. 14. The second dagger just sinks into the area right next to it, but the first one still hits. Yeah! 12 damage. And, that, and because you hit its weak point, that damage is doubled and treated as vulnerable. Jack Bauer. It had 22 hit points left. With a Jack Bauer 24, this green simulacrum of Crobin sinks the dagger of long shadows into this throbbing red pumpkin. There is a warbling for a moment and then a burst of vegetation explodes out as this thing's entire hulking mass explodes into bits on the stage. There is a massive cheer that rises up from the crowd and the dust settles. You all catch your breath and Bacardi Bevma stands center stage, just kind of dripping with this gross green stuff, turns around uh, to you all, to your party, holding Crobin and she goes, I believe I have something that might be yours. And I want to go up Wait, to him and cast Spare the Dying on him. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Evan's like, oh, it should have been me. It should have been me, Simulac Chevin. It should have been me. <laughs> oh, no. He's got survivor's guilt. Yes, uh, you run up and cast Spare the Dying. A burst of moonlight boom, pervades Crobin's form, and Crobin stabilizes. At which point there is a even louder applause from the crowd and Bacardi Bevma hands Crobin's body off to Simulacron Crobin and then looks <laughs> to you guys and she goes, Simulacron's right. just cradling it like a lover. Exactly. She she kind of huddles you guys over real quick, like gesturing really quickly, like, come to me, come to me. And you guys come up close and she goes, now's the part where we bow. And right before that, though, I'm going to pick up a dagger on the ground and shuck it at that fucking <laughs> scarecrow that's still out there. <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god, you're right. I just do it. I just oh, do it. Shit. How is that for an encore? One motion as she says, "Like let's bow," and I just like spin and just chuck it right at the thing's head, and I'm like, "Let's do it, baby." Nice. Right before you chuck it, there is a cry from the audience as that scarecrow seems to finally make it to the audience. There is like a ah! like people are like, "Oh, we forgot about the scarecrow." There was so much shit happening on stage, uh, and you turn to throw the dagger. It's like when the bad guy gets up one last time yeah. before you. Uh, Oh, you know, yeah. the finishing blow on him and you see the young innkeeper proprietor Lorne one sock yes scarecrow Fuck comes yeah. down on him Lorne. with his claws about to rip into Lorne one sock oh i thought no. Lorne was gonna be the hero yeah Lorne is about to be the, ripped Lorne's to gonna be the hero and get the girl that's what i thought if whiskers no. in the rerun oh. this dagger attack I was like, oh, shit. i'm not giving him this kill 
18. <laughs> okay, did you roll that with disadvantage because it's outside your normal dagger range? I rolled the it's exact same feet. thing, 18. Oh! Sorry, I'm very happy. That's awesome. This scarecrow lunges, picks up Lorne one sock, and raises a raking claw to the sky, and then a dagger takes it through the chest, exploding its being into hay. Yeah. And Lorne falls to the ground, right into the arms, collapsing both him and <laughs> The girl crush of Lauren Wonsock to the ground. Yes. We don't even have a name for her. Oh my god, that's what happens. You, you guys don't you know get... her name. Uh, <laughs> or if you do, you're not remembering it right now because so much crazy shit's going on. <laughs> he falls into her arm, collapsing both of them to the ground, and gives an awkward smile up at her. And she plants a kiss right on his face. And, yes. and she loves him all and along. Then I turn around. Willa is her name for those. Of Willa. You Willa. You turn and around. Then I turn what? around and I say. Now we bow. And I bow. Yes. Bacardi Bedmo smiles at you real big and claps you on the back, and she goes, oh, you guys are going to be huge. And she grabs your hands, like, to do a company bow and leads you all to the front of the stage. Uh, when she says yeah. you guys are going to be huge, the camera pans to naked simulacrobins. Flopping green. green dong. And then it, and then it pans over oh, to Jesus. the empty space where uh, Rondri is, and it's just these people standing over this invisible Help. and blood's just spilling out. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, Rondre, do you become visible at that point? No, I'm still invisible. <laughs> There's just blood pouring out of an invisible spot. stage and Rondre's bleeding out. We're all just bowing. Help. Uh. Help. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, there is a massive roar going up. That uh, and, and Bacardi's like, go ahead, strike a pose. Uh, raise your fist in the air. Do something. Uh, I'm going to cast light on my scepter and just like kind of pointed towards the sky, you know, like a excellent set Saturday fever pose. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Whiskers, please roll a charisma saving throw. Ten. If you weren't already compelled to, you feel even more so compelled to flex, taunt, sing of your great deed, and otherwise gloat over oh, your glory. Oh, that's awesome! I oh. love that! Oh, yeah. He's yes. going, I'm going crazy on stage. I'm just like flexing and showing off. Yeah, you are. And the people are loving it. From from far in the crowd, there's like, there's an applause and cheering that lasts and lasts. It just keeps going. People do not My, uh, stop. Uh, has Truchevin been revived? You are stabilized. He's still in con- Okay. Oh, so while they're him. clapping. I would have healed him. I would have put his... Okay, while they're clapping and... Sh- oh, Chevin, okay. you're back. <laughs> if you heal me, you, you see that Chevin like... Coughs up an entire like rotten zucchini, like mm-hmm. you know when somebody's revived with a CPR after they drown, yeah, uh, and then he gets up and he's like, "Oh, runs. Ah, yeah, oh, don't, I'm fine." And he'll bow too. And Crobin, as you come to life, you're looking up at yourself, holding you. Your simulacrum begins to crumble away. <laughs> he starts to he starts to break away. Seemingly, the magic holding it together seeming to end and does he have any last words parting words as he stares Corobin deep in the eye as his body begins to crumble away it's been an honor to be you (laughs) and the the vegetation just crumbles and Corobin you kind of land on your feet uh, and you stare down at and he says and he says I think you're on your way to redemption yeah nice because the dryad thing back then. Whiskers wow. would be like, yeah. dang. And facing a reflection of yourself, Crobin, was a very yeah, interesting excuse me, sensation. To redang. <laughs> Thank you. Jesus. That's his like face as it's crumbling away. <laughs> he's he's yeah, like, right? sorry, sorry, I meant redangshin. 
The applause after like a full minute begins to slow down and people start like picking themselves up and, and searching around for the child that felt the gnome child that fell from the sky. Uh, there is one cry from the audience that you hear. Uh, you all hear somebody cry out. Hey, isn't that that terrible band, the Lord Cellar? And when I see people doing that after I'm done flexing and stuff, I'll run over like Rondre, and I'll run over and push people out of the way, and I'll find him. I'll like pat on the ground until I can find him. How long are you invisible for, Rondre? Until the end of my next turn, so it it probably starts oh, yeah, to that's fade happened. away as soon as Whiskers <laughs> shows up. Yeah, after the clapping goes on for a minute, and I'll yeah. use the rest of my lay on hands. Yeah. I'll grow roses from his legs and try and heal him. You heal him for as much points as you want to lay on hands to heal him yeah i gave 10 to crobin and 10 to rondry nice your wounds seal but you still do not feel your legs and you lay amongst the shattered ruins of your thunder cannon bits and pieces all around you oh my gosh it is pretty um traumatic but bacardi bevma does run up to all of you as you kind of all huddle around rondry and she says um while people are still recovering you all might want to say something to address the whole ending the reincarnation cycle and pissing off Colt well thing. You could potentially spin it if you act fast. It hurts. Okay. Hey. Uh, take the stage. Take the stage so they can hear you. Okay. Come on, come I'll, on. I'll she kind of there. like pushes you guys up. And I'll tap my scepter three times. Excuse me. We have an announcement to make. People kind of quiet down and murmur start amongst the crowds. There's like a little, uh, again, a little round I'll of applause in. for you. Just a I'll little point and wink at someone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, ooh, there's swooning out in the audience and screaming from the direction where you pointed. Girls Ow. begin to fight over, ladies begin to fight over uh, <laughs> which one you pointed at. Rondri is in, in massive pain. The fates have betrayed us. But as you saw tonight, if we all stand together and fight for what is ours, we will prevail together. Not just the fates either. Also, a lot of the gods, it's going to be a tough time coming up. But like he said, let's stick together. Let's yeah, I'm fuck who do well, you know? He's kind of a, kind of, he's not great. that guy. I'm going to nudge Whiskers as he tries to say that. Bacardi Bevma kind of sensing a, a little bit of silence and a little bit of like, oh, I don't like that he didn't like Coach well. Steps forward and she goes, these heroes have saved us all from the gods' wrath. What, what more could we want? For we know the gods' wrath to be fickle and a harsh mistress. Are we going to fault these heroes for saving our town of Goat's Gate? Are we that callous, that cruel to turn our backs on these heroes in this time of bravery? Answer me, people of Goat's Gate! And Galvin, please roll a persuasion check with advantage. Hmm. With okay. a minus two, though. Because of some things your allies said. Yeah. And Whiskers would have been, like, trying to get a chant going with that fuck Cold Duel thing. That's uh, <laughs> uh... I mean, didn't they all see Cold Duel, like, fuck them royally just now? Yes. He tried to kill them all. Oh yeah, they saw everything. They saw the cult of thing, they heard it all. That's a uh, double three plus my seven is a 10 minus two is a big old eight. Hard eight. There is a ripple of murmurs through the crowd. They all kind of like start talking amongst themselves. And then you hear the voices, very clearly a ripple of tension has also spread through the crowd. 
as people kind of realize, you know, you're trying to like turn them against the gods and you get a wave of fear has also come over them. And Bacardi Bedma uh, kind of turns her back to them and turns to all of you and looks at you and he goes, that didn't go oh, well. No, that didn't go great. We're going to want to get out of here. I got to get out of here. We're going to be, hey guys, we're doing an audience talk back after the show. So if y'all have any questions. They only want to hear themselves. They only want to hear their own thoughts that they have about the play. They don't really want to ask questions. Let's just go. Groban, as you start saying that, there is a cry from the crowd. Somebody goes, I saw him. He's a changeling. Don't let him escape. Uh, yeah, we need to get out of here. There's a backstage entrance, and you guys need to turn around and go. Go, 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 go. And yes? she will, like, okay. mush you along out the backstage exit. All right, we're going. And as you all do, uh, Bacardi's like, well, okay, yeah, that didn't go well, but um, have you all ever considered a heroic representation? Heroic what? No. <laughs> you guys are going to be huge. <laughs> we got some work to do, but you're going to be big. Trust me. I'm a muse. What? I'm whiskers. Donatello Whiskers. I am, like, kind of scared. No. I guess I'm, I'm sort of amused. Oh, I don't know what that means, but you said it like it means something, so I, let's go. Udalali's my mom. Oh. <laughs> and she kind of gives you guys a bit, like, an eyebrow raise and a shrug. Ow. And that's where we'll call it. That was awesome. That was so... That was cool. so fucking good! Yes! That was such fun. a good fight, guys. That was crazy. That was fucking yeah. dope. You saved Lord One Sock. Holy shit, my butt almost came out of my mouth and then fell back out my butt. That was... Oh, I was so worried it was going to end on a sad note. Fuck yeah, everybody. It's a Um, nice long one. It was a nice long one. Yes, absolutely. I think it was fucking worth it, though. I I, I really enjoyed it. Shevin Delkelgreen was great. That was fantastic. Hey, y'all heard it. Y'all know how good it was. Support us on Ko-Fi. Tell your friends. Okay, Get us the... We had to buy a new mixing board. We're in tough times. Yes, that is all, all, everything you said is true. We want to thank you all for listening very much. Big, big hearts and kisses from everyone here at the Magic Quest Boys of Dragon Towns family. Please help us out by subscribing, rating, and reviewing. Helps us reach new people. If you write us a review, we will give you a shout out on the podcast. Mm. Tell two friends, tell two nerdy friends, tell two not nerdy friends who are interested. And we might name a character in the world after you. Like Noah said, we do have a Ko-Fi, ko-fi.com slash mqbd. If you are so financially gifted, you may donate money to us. We are buying a new soundboard. He's right. We are an independent podcast, so we need help. If you enjoyed this episode or any of our episodes, please throw a little cash our way. Any amount helps. Any little bit helps. We have shout outs. These are our really some of our last couple shout outs uh, for book one. Our shout out, uh, with these two shout outs, we have... Jackie Rackham, we've shouted her out before, but Jackie Rackham gave us an amazing shout out on Twitter when she found out we were coming back for the rest, you know, after our hiatus from pandemic. So Jackie, we want to thank you once more for always being such a devoted fan and being super awesome. We love you here. We also want another Twitter shout out, actually. We want to thank School of Schlock for their shout out on Twitter. School of Schlock is a thrilling, chilling B-movie podcast that puts out episodes on the 1st and the 15th of every month. It sounds incredible. So please go check them out the minute you're done with this one. Thank you all very much. Uh, thank you all also to Eric DeLong for writing the music. Thank you, Sarah Pohl, for editing the show. If you guys want to talk yeah. to us, we want to talk to you. Do it at Magic Quest Boys on Twitter and Instagram. Use our hashtag MQBD. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for the epilogue of book one. Whoa. The epilogue oh to the prologue. That is what will be happening next time. 
on the Magic Quest Boys of Dragontown. Thank you all we'll very much. We'll hear you Bye. there. That's our we, new catchphrase. We'll hear us. Bye-bye. Do you like bad movies? Well, tarry no further, my friends. Starring Emma Roberts is a new podcast where seven friends write seven different parts of a script to write one movie. The twist is that the writer can only see the section before theirs. This makes for an unforgettable movie experience. Our three-part Christmas special is out December 14th, wherever you listen to podcasts with more scripts to come in the next couple months. Follow us at Starring Emma Roberts on Instagram and Starring Emma Rob on Twitter for updates and more side splitters.